in every other sport, there's two teams, and there's a winning team and there's a losing team. In my sport, there's 40 teams, and there's one winner and 39 right. losers. So you have to get used to not associating your worth and who you are as a person with the number next to your name. Just knowing that I'm a child of God, I'm a Christian, I'm a follower of Jesus, that puts things in so much better perspective that I'm not identified with being a race car driver. That's just part of who I am. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Roman Gabriel Show. Coming in with me, well, we just got finished with Super Bowl 54 in the NFL, but there's another Super Bowl coming. We caught up right before the Daytona 500 with number 10, Stuart Haas Racing, and Smithville brand number 10, Eric Almarola, joins us right here on the Roman Gabriel Show. And a really cool thing about him is if you go to his Instagram page, he says, I drive cars really fast for a living. And you'll find out in this interview about what 225 miles an hour at Daytona is all about. He's also a product of the diversity program way back in NASCAR. Joe Gibbs, Reggie White, they're the ones that gave him an opportunity. And Eric Almarola has made the best of each and every one. Enjoy this conversation with the number 10 driver, Stuart Haas Racing, Eric Almarola. As you know, the Roman Gabriel Show isn't just about a podcast, a radio show, or a TV show. We have a much bigger mission, and that is to change and to help the next generation of youth. So go to our official site at soldouttv.com. You can donate one time, or you can give as a regular giver. Whatever you can give, we need it from you. Thank you for your donation, and thank you for being a part of our team. And I love football, but I love NASCAR and Sprint Cup. I'm a North Carolina guy. I got the number 10 car, Smithfields. Eric Amarola is with us two weeks from their Super Bowl, which is Daytona 500. Eric, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. Thanks hey, for having great me. Great to see you, man. Yeah. Listen, I'm a big fan, big fan. I got a good buddy of mine, Ronaldo Wynn, who's at uh, Joe Gibbs Racing. Yeah. And uh, former Redskin. That's where I started. Is, uh, that's right. Yeah. That's so right. yeah. So Joe Gibbs and, and Reggie White. Yes. Started a diversity program, a diversity initiative, yes. and uh, and that's how I got my opportunity. My my family, my dad and his family are Cubans. They came over from Cuba in '66 uh, on the Freedom flights, and so that was uh, that was my breakthrough. That was my chance. Uh, when Reggie and, and Coach That's Gibbs awesome. started that opportunity. I did not know yeah. that. And you and I are similar because my grandfather came over from the Philippines. Oh, is and My that right? dad was the first Filipino player in the NFL. Nice. Uh, played quarterback for the Eagles and Rams for 18 years. So, yeah. Yeah, we got a little in common there. That's well, right. Everybody needs that chance, that oh, opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's got a story. No matter it's what awesome. it is, uh, everybody has a story and how they got that opportunity. Well, that's what this show's all about is telling people stories. Um, you know, we cover sports, but it's more about covering people like yourselves because people have a story, and that's what fans want to know, right? Right. That's right, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think people, you know, people oftentimes see the, the figure, the sports head, and the guy on TV, but they don't know a whole lot about the background and how they got to where they're at. So uh, I love telling my story. It's, um, it's, a, it's a story of many ups and downs, but um, so is most. So tell me this. Well, we have a lot of fans that out there have fast cars, love to drive fast, and, you know, this has been a big deal for guys oh, yeah. for a long time. What is it like, you know, just for the regular guy out there to be at Daytona and to be going over 200 miles an hour with people about that far from you on each side? Yeah, it is It is so intense. You can't even really describe it. So most time people, 
people underestimate uh, race car drivers as athletes. They, they don't think we're athletes. Um, but the, the reality is that we operate in very extreme conditions. The inside of the race car is about 130 degrees. Um, we see heart rates, uh, you know, in that uh, zone 2, zone 3 heart rate, which is about what a marathon runner sees for three hours. Um, so, you know, we're, 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 we're in some pretty extreme conditions, working pretty hard. And, oh, by the way, we're going 200 miles an hour, you know, one inch apart from the guy next to us and, and in front and behind us. Um, it's really, really hard to, to let that sink in for somebody. The best way I can describe it is if you're going down the interstate, say, at 80 miles an hour. Which I've unfortunately not going to say. I'm sure you have. Yes, I have. And you have a semi-truck, and you're kind of tailgating the semi-truck. And then you look in your mirror, and there's a semi-truck tailgating you. And, oh, by the way, there's a semi-truck on each side of you <laughs> on the on other lane. You can't see where you're going. You can't see in front of you. You can't see behind you. You can't see on the sides. You're just going off a of feel, and, you, and you're, you're gauging um, your next move and, and everything off of the cars around you. Okay, so... On game day, Daytona 500, when you come to the track, how, how first of all, how early do you come to the track? So I actually stay at the track. I have a motorhome, an RV okay. bus, and I actually stay at the track. So most every racetrack we go to has a designated compound for all the drivers to stay in. Um, so that's what's the difference between football and other sports is, you know, you have this routine of hotel bus right to the stadium that's right four hours before and then you go into this preparation mode so i still have i still have very much of a routine so what's the routine for you from from the time you step out of that bus to when you get in that car and start it up yeah so for us it's a lot different than what it is for stick and ball sports so we rely heavily on corporate sponsorship uh to be able to to race and do what we do smithfield racing that's right so without them, I don't have a job. Right. So it's really about keeping your corporate partners happy um, throughout race weekend. So the first thing I do, you know, obviously wake up, eat a good breakfast, do all of those things. Um, and then usually about three and a half, four hours before the start of the race, I'm, I'm, I'm doing corporate, you know, sponsored meet and greets. I'm meeting uh, different partners for our race team, whether it's Smithfield, Ford Motor Company. So you're doing public um, relations and marketing I'm doing public relations stuff yeah. before the game, yeah. before Which the race. Which is insane. It is, and it's unlike any other sport for sure. So you have the ability so, to compartmentalize, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, I have to. You know, you get in this. You, it, it's so routine for me. This, I'm going on my ninth season in yeah. the Cup Series. So it's so routine. It, um, you just get in this rhythm. You just get in this rhythm of, okay. like, you knock out these things, you, so you shake hands, So what's the first time after the PR marketing where you where – you, begin to laser focus on the race after the driver's meeting so the driver's meeting is always one hour before driver introductions and then driver introductions is usually always one hour before the start of the race where the green flag drops so two hours before the start of the race starting to focus we had the driver's meeting you're really starting to focus and think about the game plan for the day um the 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 setup changes you've made to the race car all those things you're, you're starting to, to download with your crew chief, who's kind of like the quarterback, the team captain. Offensive coordinator. Um, right. The offensive coordinator. And so you're kind of going through all those things with your crew chief and your engineers. Uh, what changes did they make to the setup and all those things? And then after the driver's meeting is kind of, I've got an hour window uh, when that's over to get ready, get my fire suit on, eat some food. Um, because from that point forward, I'm not going to eat again for the next five hours. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so just really preparing and getting ready to, and then once I leave the bus for the, for driver introductions, um, it's on, you go out, you go, you go get introduced in front of the crowd and all the fans, 
Um, you walk across the stage. You take a parade lap around the racetrack. And then you go and you get dropped off at your race car on pit road. And they sing the national anthem, and you get ready for the race. Well, what's crazy to me is, and we're, we're with Eric Amarillo with Smithfield Racing, um, the number 10 car getting ready for the Daytona 500. And, and I've been t- to the Coca-Cola race in Charlotte. And yeah. On, on, you know, when you're right outside your car after the national anthem, you still have, like, partners and friends and people, like, five feet from you, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's, um, you know, that's one thing that's also very unique about our sport is that they can get access to the athlete all the way up to the event. Like right before we get in our race cars to go take off for the race, um, we're still, you know, taking pictures next to our race car uh, with corporate partners and, and okay. VIPs. So where's the adrenaline level when they say, gentlemen, start your engine, man, when you're in there and you start it up and it's Daytona 500, Super Bowl time for you guys? Honestly, so like on a scale of 1 to 10, when they say, gentlemen, start your engines, it's at like a 6 or a 7. Um, you're fired up, you're ready, but it's not like your adrenaline level's not through the roof yet. But then you take off a of pit road and you start cruising around for the pace laps. And then when they give the one lap to go, like you, this is the last parade lap, we're getting ready to come back to the green flag, it's at 11. Yeah, it's it's um, it's so intense. Okay, so one of the things about our show is about mentorship, and it's about having people around you that uh, that encourage you, people that inspire you. Yeah, you came in at the height of of, of Sprint Cup racing. I mean, Jeff Gordon Jr., sure. uh, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. you go down the line. Who was your guy that you looked up to? You know, before you became a Sprint Cup racer, when you were at the lower level coming yeah. up. Yeah. So I really looked up to my boss, Tony Stewart. Yeah, Tony. Um, I forgot. Sorry about, yeah. that. I about that. So Tony, Tony was at Joe Gibbs Racing yes. when I first got yeah. there, and Tony took me under his wing and treated me awesome, uh, like a like a little brother, and really kind of taught me a lot of the ins and outs about the sport, um, a lot of what not to do yeah. politically. Yeah. Um, you know, he he was always very brash and very opinionated, and he was always like, man, just. Don't do what I do, like, <laughs> and and, uh, and and so he was he was very 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 good for me. And then uh, besides Tony, Jimmy Johnson, uh, I just respect the guy so much. He's so accomplished in our sports. You know, five championships in a row, seven total championships, and yet so humble yeah. and so down to earth. And and I just respect that so much and and look up to that. As you know, the Roman Gabriel Show is not just about a podcast, TV show, or radio show. I have a passion for this, a passion for the next generation of young people, junior high, high school, and college students. You know, I had a family member who was an alcoholic, so it touched me personally. And we want to help your students to be drug and alcohol abstinent and to teach them critical life skills. So we're all about educating, encouraging, and challenging students to live a life of alcohol abstinence and teaching them success principles through our 365 success principles on video. Go to our official website at soldouttv.com, hit donate, and you can give monthly or one time. We want you as a sold out team member. Okay, so there's one thing, and we're with Eric Amarillo, number 10 Smithfield car, getting ready for the Daytona 500 right here on the Roman Gabriel Show. Go to romangabrielshow.com. I'll just ask you some quick questions because I want to make sure we, for our fans we get a, get an idea. Um, just some quick answers. Yeah. Jeff Gordon. Um, all-time great. Yeah. Junior. Uh, man, just a super popular 
Yeah, super popular, great story. Joe Gibbs. Uh, incredible human being and so accomplished and, and, and really taught me that it's about people. And, and that's, that's who he is, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So tell me, in terms of Daytona 500 this year, what are your expectations? Obviously, you're going to want to win, but I mean, yeah. where are you guys at in terms of your preparation? Uh, we're in a really good spot. I feel really good about it. We've run really good at the super speedway races. Um, you know, in 2018, I was half a lap away from winning the yeah, Daytona yeah. 500. So close. Yes. Um, and last year we ran, we ran really well, ran up front, um, and, and was very competitive. So, you know, we're, we've been right there. I've won at Daytona in July in the cup car. I've won at Daytona in an Xfinity car. Just not the Daytona, Just 500. Not the Daytona 500. That's the only box I have left to check yeah. at Daytona. So this is a big one for um, you. You feel one. good about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people ask this all the time. You're going 200 plus miles an hour for three hours. Um, a lot of you guys are faith-based guys. So my question is, I would think that thinking about God would be something that you do more than one time when you're in this position. Yeah, you do. Um, and you have a family, too. I do. So every time you go out, they've made it safe, but That's right. you guys yeah, are you, in danger. There's always risk, right? There's yeah. always risk. I mean, there's risk if I walk out the door and sure. walk around South Beach. <laughs> you know. There's, so what does faith, family, and racing mean to you? Uh, it means everything. And, and really, it's in that order, faith, family, and racing. Um, and for me, I, it's, it's taken me a while, um, but I finally got my priorities straight. Um, for much of my life, it was racing, family, and faith somewhere down here um, mm -hmm. when I needed it. Sure. And then over the years, it's, it's really transitioned to, to faith and family and racing. And, and so for me, it's so important. Um, you know, my, my, my sport, like much other sports, but in every other sport, there's two teams, and there's a winning team and there's a losing team. In my sport, there's 40, 40 teams, and there's one winner and 39 right. losers. Like golf. And, I mean. Right. And so most oftentimes, you're going to be a loser. I mean, if you have a great year, you win four or five races. Well, that means in 38-race schedule, that means that you lose 33 times. So you have to get used to not associating your, your worth and, your, and who you are as a person with the number next to your name. And that's the hardest thing about our sport is, is you, you put so much value in, in your competition level and, and, and racing and being competitive that when you finish sixth, you're like, man, I suck today. Well, you know, and, and, and that's not true. It's lies. Right. It's, it's all lies. And so just, just knowing that, you know, I'm a, I'm a child of God. I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a, I'm a follower of Jesus. Um, that puts things in so much better perspective that, you know, I'm not identified with being a race car driver. That's just part of who I am. One of the things we talk about is platform, and you just talked about it. And people ask, well, why is it so important that it be faith in God, family, and then my passion or career? Yeah. And the question I want you to answer for our fans is, because I get asked this a lot, is, is, well, when it does get out of sequence, what are the results or the consequences? What, for you, what was that like you said before when that wasn't always true or, or yeah. you struggled with that? So when for me, when that wasn't true in a performance-based business, um, when that's not true, man, you go through these incredible peaks and these incredible valleys. When things are good, man, you are on such an emotional high and you are so proud of yourself and have such a big ego. And when things are bad, you are so embarrassed and ashamed of yourself and so depressed. And faith keeps everything so level and so constant. And like you, you have this, um, consistency in, uh, in, in contentment. 
And when you don't have that, when your priorities are out of whack, man, you get so caught up in listening to the world. And the world is so full of lies. Like the world is telling you what to think for yourself. Um, and it's not true. The Bible and, and Jesus tell you what to think about yourself. And when you know, when you know that, um, you know, we're just here on this earth for a short time and that one day, um, you know, we have the, the opportunity for eternity. Right. Um, it really changes your perspective. So that balance that helps you stay in perspective obviously must impact your wife and children. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's, that's been my first, you know, and, and most important uh, discipleship is, is my wife and my kids. Um, you know, it does, it does me no good to come on a platform like this and, and, and talk about um, God and Jesus and all those things if I'm not acting it out in my own home. Right. Um, that's the most important place for me to, uh, to grow, you know, the, the Christian following, you know, and, and create uh, disciples and, and be a mentor is for my own two kids. I right. want them to be raised um, in a family that believes in God and believes in Jesus and, and, and puts them, um, you know, on a, on a trajectory for the rest of their life to be able to, to have eternity. And, uh, you know, and then, and then it trickles down from there. Sure. Eric Amarola is with Smithfield Racing number 10 getting ready for the Daytona 500 in two weeks. And, um, you know, uh, Eric, what's your, what's the what's the most fond memory or the biggest moment so far in your career that, that you hold on to? Um, 2018, so uh, just two years ago, uh, winning in the playoffs. So I made the playoffs. Uh, I won in the playoffs at Talladega, and that uh, catapulted us to the to the final round um, to be able to make it to the championship, yeah. and came up so close. Uh, but that win at Talladega was so clutch. I mean, I had to win that race to be able to advance to the next round of the playoffs. And uh, we were able to go there and under, you know, extreme uh, circumstances and pressure and all those things to be able to come through with a clutch win. Uh, that was a that was a big, big deal. Final question right here on the Roman Gabriel Show with Eric Amarillo, number 10 Smithfield team. What would it mean to win the Daytona 500? Man, it would mean it would mean so much. Um, you know, I. I don't want to say it would mean the world because there's so many other right. things that are very important in but my life. But for a race car driver, like the Chiefs and the Niners, right? This right. is the big one. This, this is, is the, the big one. one. The, the Daytona 500 is our Super Bowl. Right. It is such a big deal. Uh, and, and I grew up in Tampa, Florida. So I grew, I went to Daytona so yeah. often um, and watched the Daytona 500. Uh, I have so many great childhood memories of the Daytona 500. I've won at Daytona in the Cup Series just in July. I've never won the, the February race for the Daytona 500. Uh, so I, I really want to check that box. Well, Eric, it, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate Thanks, you Roman. coming I on appreciate the Roman Show. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be pulling for you in a couple weeks at Daytona. And you need to let me know. Uh, we need to stay in touch. When you come to Charlotte, I'd love to come out and, and watch you race. And, uh, Absolutely. Come down and love you. to have you. Eric Amarillo right here on the Roman Gabriel Show getting ready for the Daytona 500. We're at the Super Bowl. He's getting ready for his Super Bowl in two weeks. Eric, thanks for the time. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much for listening to the Roman Gabriel Show. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. The Roman Gabriel Show is produced in partnership with Revoice Media. Executive producers Roman Gabriel, Nick Ruffini, and Kirsten Cluthy. Audio editing by Justin Thomas, and graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music and entertainment podcasts, check out revoicemedia.com.